Hey Rob. Every time I say hey Rob, you have some bodily noise to make. I didn't think you were going to jump into that it that fast. Well, I thought you'd taken a deep breath. I wasn't ready for a loud was, exhale. Oh, yeah, obviously holding that deep breath just in time. All right, I've got my little timey time ready for, for the appropriate occasion. Uh, <laughs> I'm great, Lloyd. How are you? <laughs> I didn't even ask you how you were. I, I assumed that's what you were going for. <clears throat> All right. Hey, Rob. <laughs> One day, one day, Lloyd. All right, I'm I'm good, Rob. I'm good. <laughs> it is actually your nighttime for this yeah, episode. So, what are the, you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm actually drinking. Oh, well, it was called. It's basically called Big Murica. Wow, it's an American red ale from some local brewery called Kook. Oh, I love red ales. Yeah, it's um, it's very meaty. Mm. Is probably the wrong I like word. Like my beers to be meaty, <laughs> extra meaty. No, uh, it's delicious and like beer number four of the evening, so it's going well. Very, very well. <laughs> yeah. What are uh, what are you what are you rocking? Well, it's morning time here in Boston, and the weather's changing, so I thought I'd mix it up a bit today. I'm actually drinking a Guinness this morning. <laughs> oh my god, no! Are you serious? Yes. Dead serious. Like the Irish beer. Yeah, yeah, a tall black can. Um, I don't know if they have it anywhere else in the world, but yeah, wow, Guinness, yeah. yeah, hugely surprising. That's yeah. crazy. So yeah, you mentioned you were in Boston. I'm obviously still in in Perth, um, and that's pretty far. Um, I can tell you exactly how far it is, Rob. Ah, oh, good. I forget week to week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. It's sixty nine thousand. 364.3 Titanics if you line them up end to end. Oh, say that again. That's too many. 69,364.3. Wouldn't it be a few more if, or less actually, if they're on the bottom of the ocean because the circumference is less because they're all sunk, right? I think this is probably as the crow flies, so they must be surface level Titanics. <laughs> but- crow flying Titanics? I guess technically it would be 69,365.3 if you include the Titanic that's already on the bottom of the ocean. It's not in the right, it's probably not in the right spot. It would be amazing if it was perfectly between Perth and Boston, but <laughs> I doubt be. it. Yeah, I also doubt that. But great way to measure the distance between us and a strong, another strong segue into what I learned this week, Lloyd. What did you learn this week? This week. Uh, <laughs> now that I'm about to say it, it doesn't seem as grand as the Titanic itself. <laughs> I learned that Lego are releasing a 1 to 200 scale, finely detailed model of the RMS Titanic, uh, which won't be as good as the real boat because it's Lego. Oh, we can add in a, a round of applause sound effect or something. <laughs> Can't we just do it? Wow. Amazing. Roaring uh, success. The crowd love that one. <laughs> Huge. It's for when we get to our live shows. So, yeah, obviously everyone knows Lego. 
right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I've, I think I remember Lego, right? I've, I've heard of this boat, but not the toys. They had, yeah, so this is their, I think the largest or at least one of the physically largest Lego sets that they've ever released. Uh, it's the second largest by piece count. Beats out the Colosseum, which I didn't know was a Lego model. And oh, I would sounds love that. Right? Sounds incredible. But it doesn't quite reach the world map. But I, I immediately searched for the world map Lego set, and it looks terrible. It's like a flat piece that's just like a bunch of small dot pieces. So it's got a bunch oh. of pieces because they're just small dots. It looks that stupid. Count. Yeah, right? But the Can titan- they count the dot as a piece? I think like a piece has to be a brick. No, well, you know, nah, I think they just call them all pieces. You know how there's all those tiny little pieces that like go on the end of headlights or something? I don't know. Yeah, I guess, but it doesn't really contribute to the size. We'll take it up with Lego. All right. But the Titanic, I actually guess how many pieces? Not Whoa. in the actual boat, in the Lego version. <laughs> uh, I with with zero, zero frame of reference. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the Colosseum uses. I, I don't even know how many pieces I used to build a house when I was a kid. I'm going to gay, 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 guess, guess 5,000. That's a, that's a pretty solid guess. You're in the right order of magnitude now. 9,090 pieces. That's a lot of pieces. And physically, when built, obviously not in pieces, it is 135 centimeters long, which I'm displaying with my hands for everyone in the room. 16 I mean, centimeters. That's, it's pretty that's big, right? taking up space in a house. I assume you've just held out your hands as well to gauge how big that is. I have, I have, because both of us actually are expert hand measure. We So we both know that what we're doing is exactly... Exactly the same. Meters. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and it's 16 centimeters uh, deep, I guess, or wide, depending on how you look at it, and 44 centimeters tall, which is enormous for a Lego model, and it looks so cool. It does look amazing, and it comes with a little Lego titanic plaque that you put the letters in yeah for when you display it as like the centerpiece of your home <laughs> I don't, that, that don't, it wouldn't fit anywhere else <laughs> uh it looks so cool though and it's got like uh you can see inside it like it comes in three sections you can see inside the ship and see like the grand staircase and the cabins and the dining room and the smoking lounge which is cool in any context uh, and the reading lounge, which is even cooler. The swimming pool. It's got like a working crane and an anchor and like masts you can adjust. And the propeller is linked to the piston engines in the cross section. I don't think I've ever been so excited about anything, actually, having just said all of that. Yeah, it was honestly the, the piston engine thing blew my mind when I read about it. Cool. Ah, so much cooler. Like um, my wife got me uh, a little while ago the... A Lego, I think it's like a 67 or a 68 Fastback Mustang. Mm. And that's like that's like uh, a bit under 1,500 pieces. And it's like 34 centimeters long. If you just get your air ruler out again and, and measure that. I can oh, actually, yeah, yeah, okay. I, I'm looking at it, so I don't need to. Uh, and that's like so authentically detailed. It looks exactly like the car with just like a few minor elements that are squares because Lego is blocks. Um but that like that took me a couple of solid evenings to like get out, spend a couple of hours putting bits together. And the Titanic would be that it would be Lloyd a Titanic effort to complete. 
to see what it's I did there. your second round of applause of the evening. That's thrilling. I might just stop there. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a it's a commitment to build this thing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you got to be strong. Well, you got to be invested in time and money, Lloyd. Yeah, hit me with the price. Ah, you definitely know it. You looked it up. It's the first thing you I didn't up. write it down. I didn't write I it didn't. down, but I did look it up. Well, in real Australian dollars, it's pretty much one cent under the $1,000 mark. Yeah. Yeah, look, that's a lot of money for Lego. I'm tempted. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun. I, I also do live in a one-bedroom apartment, and having a one-and-a-half-meter <laughs> Titanic model would probably upset my wife a little bit. Nah, 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 nah. Plenty of space, I reckon. And the dog probably wouldn't knock it over or anything. Uh, so, like... There's not a, not a great deal to unpack about the actual thing that I learned this week, but there's so many different things we can talk about. And I hope you did the same, but my immediate next search, I guess, was Lego Iceberg. Enter. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> it definitely isn't. I wish it was. Yeah, you can't get them. Not in that scale anyway. It do- and it doesn't come with an iceberg. So it's, it's, I guess it's looking on the nice side of, of the story, the ship. Well, they did split it into three pieces, though. <laughs> in preparation. <laughs> you could also build your own iceberg. You get enough, like, white and blue pieces. That's true. Um, we have the show in Australia, Lego Masters, which I don't think has made it overseas yet. Um, and it's hosted by uh, our very own Hamish Blake, who's one of the funniest guys in the country. And they just get a bunch of, like, friendly, cool people on that love to build Lego, and they just do a bunch of challenges, and it's the most wholesome reality TV show that you could ever watch. I love Um, it. Well, Hamish is a very wholesome man anyway. Like, honestly, just so lovely and hilarious at the same time. Kind of like a podcast I know. Hey! Yeah, the Hamish (laughs) and Andy podcast. Yeah, not their (laughs) podcast, not not us. Yeah. And I reckon the guys on Lego Master could definitely just be like, oh, here's a bunch of blocks, I'll build an iceberg for you. But if you gave me a bunch of white and blue blocks, I would probably just make a cube. Yep. Probably a a pyramid shape. It would be... Oh, yeah. Not natural looking. It would just look like a shape. You'd recognize it as a shape. Like, oh, that's a triangle. Or, oh, that's a square. <laughs> That'd be a strange thing. To, <laughs> what is that <laughs> pyramid iceberg doing? <laughs> Looks awful. We should go investigate closer. <laughs> Maybe that's how. Turning it the ship. <laughs> Turning. I think that's how captains talk. <laughs> Turning the ship. Yeah. That was also my impression of a captain. Yeah, great job. So you can't get an iceberg kit. There is uh, the Lego City series, which is like probably aimed a bit more at kids oh by the way the titanic model is like aimed at adult fans of lego which i think is a a real acronym afol oh really yeah i read it on multiple websites but like lego city is obviously for a few younger ages and it's like you know you can build cities but it's in a smaller scale than the titanic obviously they have a small iceberg i'm not sure why but i found that i could buy one on ebay in the lego city series I think it would potentially not have the same cinematic impact with the Titanic model. Would the scale match? Not at all. It'd be like throwing a, a snowball at the Titanic. <laughs> Tiny I don't think that's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that would be upsetting if it did. Oh, man. Yeah, wouldn't ruin that big old boat's day. But while I was searching for Lego icebergs, uh, I invariably ended up on Reddit. Front page um, of the internet. Yeah, apparently. Uh, and there was some guy on there searching for an iceberg diagram on Lego, and which is how I ended up on the page with Lego and iceberg together. Uh, apparently an iceberg diagram. 
is a diagram that starts at the top, like the tip of the iceberg with well-known facts or figures or something. Then as you go down the iceberg chart or diagram, it uh, descends into like weird, dark things or unknown things about the topic. And one of the first comments was like, yeah, I Googled a bunch of Lego conspiracies. Uh, and there seems, and that's a, and that's a whole rabbit hole that I'll let someone else explore. And I was like, Lego conspiracies? <laughs> Google that real quick. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, but it's not as exciting as it turns out. Oh. That's not a sentence. It turns out it's not as, ex- <laughs> <laughs> turns out it's not as exciting as it sounds. Uh, I don't know what he Googled that I didn't. But um, again, you know how Google suggests things as you're typing, like things that other people have searched. Yeah. The first one that I think I got Lego conspiracy. And the first suggestion was Lego conspiracy against nurses. (laughs) Sounds very deep. (laughs) Right. I was like, what? Here we go. Uh, Again, nothing. Turns out it's like a YouTube channel run by a group of nurses that, you know, deals with everyday situations in their lives. And it's just told in like animated Lego. Uh, Deeply conspiracy at all. Yeah. Deeply upsetting. The only vaguely good thing I found on that was a couple of articles about the same topic. One of them I read, French police on the case of an international gang of toy thieves specializing in stealing Lego. Shops and parents to be aware of the global trade in bricks. Wow. (laughs) Right? I would watch that movie if they made it including animated Lego. I don't reckon you would. It's like a bunch of like shifty guys Picking up a box set of Lego and running out of a store, surely. Oh, it sounds more like a global shipping operation. <laughs> also very exciting to watch at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you combine it, like, imagine the Lego movie crossed with a heist movie. I would watch that. Yeah, okay. You did not describe that well at the beginning. <laughs> I just really want to watch two and a half hours of logistics. <laughs> <laughs> global shipping PL reports can't wait oh get it but yeah apparently there was a, a bunch of polish guys stealing like this the specialist so probably things like the titanic specialist lego sets to sell on the lego black market to collectors the lego black market sounds like a kit that you would buy to build the lego black market yeah just of black bricks <laughs> <laughs> yeah or they don't have enough black bricks and it's actually like a multicolored kids building. <laughs> yeah. I'd go there. That'd be a good black market. So much more cheerful. I would shop there. Yeah, I always on. thought of the black market as like a Sunday market that you could go <laughs> and like buy guns and drugs at. <laughs> Everyone takes their dogs and gets like a coffee on the way in. Yeah, there's like little stalls, like the uranium stall. <laughs> you got your you got your sugar donuts and your uranium pellets. Yeah. You can see that one from a while away. <laughs> so apparently the lego black market is, is real um so lego cafe corner which was a set released in 2007 for 150 dollars, i think it's probably us if you had one of those in its original box guess how much you could sell it for Uh, We're talking just a little cafe with some people probably like selling Lego croissants. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to to use my very limited knowledge of collectible toys. I'm going to guess like six and a half grand. Again, again, in the ballpark, three grand. Yeah, yeah. For like a hundred and fifty dollar toy from ten years ago, it's wild. Yeah, 
on on that topic, I actually have a list of the most expensive Legos. I don't. I'm sure you probably did the same research. Uh, I'm sure I read them, but the Titanic is the most expensive, Lloyd. Well, oh, I'm I. The most expensive set is technically technically has a retail price, but was never actually for sale. Ooh. Only eighty were made, and they were given to Lego executives. Like oh, damn! It's it's called H. C. Anderson's Klum's Hans, uh, uh-huh. and it, it's very. It just looks like a tree and a kid in a swing. It wasn't a lot going on, <laughs> but they'll set you back about seventy three hundred dollars. What? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. I don't reckon that counts because it's not a uh, not a what's not the goddamn yeah. It's not a retail product. Yeah, yeah. The Titanic is the most expensive item that Lego has sold to the public. The highest sale price of a Lego set Ooh. was no, let me the guess. Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah, which is so cool because it's yeah, quite, really it's quite cool, quite big as well. I reckon one of them. So yeah, massive for- limited number. Collectible. 5K. $15,000. What? So that's the most expensive Lego thing that I could find. But I did find the most expensive Lego in inverted commas thing uh-huh. was a single Lego brick made out of solid gold. Damn. It's $20,000 and it looked, it looked cool. That, that is cool. That's too expensive for a toy. Would you, yeah, would you also, just? Would you, you only just, have one of them. Yeah. Would you display it like in a small case next to your giant Titanic? Yeah. Or you just like your kids building a Lego house and then they just use the gold brick as one of the pieces of the wall. Um, I think they also, they've done a bunch of, or not a bunch, but a few like um, limited edition things like that. And I'm pretty sure in one of the Star Wars sets, there was like a, a genuine gold plated C-3PO. Oh, that's so cool. Right? Pretty cool. I think uh, that's potentially one of the most expensive, like, Lego figurines that you can get. I mean, it would just look so good. So shiny. Yeah. I got a... Bu- oh, man, there are so many ridiculous uh, facts and figures about Lego. Um, I just picked some of the best ones. Do you want to hear them? Fire away. <laughs> Do I ever? <laughs> <laughs> so, Lego... Uh, Obviously, not maybe not obviously, well known as a Danish toy company, founded in 1932 by, ooh, i test my pronunciation again, Olkirk Christensen. Olkirk Christensen. And I don't think it's like old Dave from out the back. It's like Ol is his name, O-L-E. Oh, it's um, <laughs> Ollie. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, because... Uh- there's a, a football manager whose name is Oli Gunnar, and he's Norwegian. It's Oli, O-L-E. Ah, I like yeah. Ol better. Ol is, it's definitely because it's like old mate, old mate yeah. Lego over here. Uh, old mate Kirk. Uh, so he, he started a toy company uh, making wooden toys, and he paint, patented the first wooden version of like the interlocking bricks that is Lego in 1949. Wow, that's so super cool. And then I think the first like plastic bricks like we know them today were in the late 50s. And Lego is a universal system. So if you had some Lego from the 50s, it would still fit with your Lego that is sold today, which I think is oh. very cool. Man, that's when you know you've got a good product. Yeah, you've been making this for, oh, what are we, 40, 50, 70 years or something. 73 uh, years, yeah. That's wild. Did you just quick maths that? 
I did quick math there. 1958 is when they made the plastic bricks. When you say you quick mapped it, you, you had it written down already. It's also, I got the number wrong. I think it's 63 years. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> yeah. Said it with such confidence. <clears throat> I know. I did. I, I felt good too. We'll edit that out. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> uh, Lego is also the largest tire manufacturer in the world. Oh, just for those little rubber tires? Yep, 318. It varies, but it's in that kind of 300 million mark, depending on what you read. So I, I read 318 million plastic tires a year. Damn. So it's, they're the leaders in number of tires rather than like weight. Volume of tires. Yeah, of yeah. course it's in numbers. Oh, <laughs> oh, well, it would have been amazing if it was the volume. <laughs> like it might still be. That's a lot of tires. I know, it's insane. And then it makes you go like, wow, Lego is as bad as nuclear waste for the environment. Oh, That's shit. Yeah, I guess. Potentially an over-exaggeration. But I think nuclear waste is way worse. <laughs> but that being said, my mum still has all of our Lego from when we were kids. No. She's going to give to our to my kids, her grandkids. So it's like, I mean, it, it, it's hardy. You don't really break Lego. You yeah, can you, keep you, it going it, Lego, generation to generation. Lego breaks you. You don't break Lego. <laughs> yeah. It's the classic stepping on a Lego brick. Oh, my God. Oh, God. So painful. Um, when are you planning on having kids? Wow, that's a loaded question for this podcast. Uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know. Years, maybe. Yeah. I live in much closer proximity to your mum than you do. You want all my Lego? <laughs> You got me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Someone's got to look after it. She's not using it. Well, she might be, actually. I don't think she is. You know, I'll ask. I'll ask the question. Maybe there's something cool in there. They, yeah. She could be sitting on a gold mine. Who knows what's in there? Yeah. Oh, man. I bet you guys had heaps of Lego as well. I, I don't think we had a lot of sets. I think my brother had kind of that mind for building the sets. I just liked having a big bucket of pieces and just Yeah, that's how I, when we were kids, we just had a big bucket of like the classic bricks. That you could yeah, just that's build what whatever. we did have a couple of cool sets. My favorite set was like a medieval castle. God, it was so cool. Oh, had like a trapdoor and cool. a drawbridge and everything. Ugh. This is making me really want to go and buy a Lego set. Yeah, let's screw this podcast. Let's go yeah. Legos. <laughs> now let's move on. More facts. So 318 million plastic tires a year that will never decompose. There are over 400 billion Lego bricks. My God. That's so many billions. This is not quick math because I had this written down, but <laughs> perhaps the math ties out. I had that there's 80 Lego bricks for each person on planet Earth. Uh, yeah, probably. Which is a lot. It's so many. Guess which is the world's largest population group. What? In, in general? Yeah. It's, it, I'm assuming it's going to be Lego people, right? <laughs> you got me. It's Lego, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lego minifigures because they're all like of the same group. So we're talking yeah. like, yeah, there are greater than 4 billion Lego minifigures in existence. Wow. If they rose up and declared war, I'm not <laughs> sure that we'd have the organizational and communication skills to overcome them. Definitely not. Uh, but they're so yeah. small, we'd be fine. Yeah, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's so much Lego. Um, but I don't know if we can talk about Lego much more before we quit this and just go start playing with toys. Agreed. So <laughs> do you have some Titanic fun facts? <laughs> of course, Lloyd. That's all I have. Fun facts. Excellent. 
Um, but I, for what I, is famously a really fun moment in history, <laughs> people I reckon people love the Titanic. They, they might not think it's fun, but everyone loves the right. story and like the the whole schmuzzle. Yeah, yeah, it's, I can see that. It's like one of those terrible disasters that people have become endeared with. Yeah, I think it just kind of captures this moment in history that we see through rose colored lenses. It's like the, you know, what was it that. Thirties? Question are you, mark. Are you serious, Lloyd? You're going to gonna have to remind me. April 15, 1912. 1912, right. Yeah, so we kind of like romanticize those eras a little bit of like people yeah, dress nicer and like it's classy and this little moment kind of immortalized that era. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone knows what happened to Titanic on its maiden voyage. Everyone was having a great time, bumped into a little icy ice. Um, and sunk to the bottom of the ocean and killed uh, 1,517 people out of, out of the 2,223 that were aboard. It's not a great ratio. Not great. But I was like, everyone knows all, all the key facts, <laughs> although you apparently don't know the date. <laughs> but a few funky little things. Milton Hershey. Of Hershey's chocolate fame. Oh, yeah. Had reserved. I've been to his town. His t- he has a town? Yeah, Hershey in Pennsylvania. It's like uh, the street lamps are Hershey's Kisses and it's like, it's like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. He had reserved a stateroom on the Titanic and he was going to be on the boat. So it could have ruined all of Hershey's. Uh, but he was called away on business at the last minute. So it didn't end up getting on it. Well, that's actually kind of disappointing because that chocolate sucks. Right? It's really Com- bad. Compared to like, I don't know, all other chocolate, it's terrible. It's really bad. Yeah. In fact, let's just shit on Hershey for a second. <laughs> In the UK, I don't think that Hershey's is allowed to be sold as chocolate because the sugar content's too high. It's no. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's gross. Do they add like brown food coloring to it because there's not enough cocoa? Yeah. They must do a bunch of weird shit to it because it doesn't taste like chocolate. It just tastes like a sugar brick, like yeah. a chalky sugar brick. Oh, that does sound good. ew famous people and the titanic uh also so i say also milton hershey wasn't on board but actually on board was who was thought to be at the time the world's richest man oh hit me with a net worth i will say his name first (laughs) Uh, i'm not gonna know who it is (laughs) you might john jacob astor the fourth he sounds rich Oh, Asta sounds familiar. Why, do his, why does Asta sound familiar? Do you have any information on him? No. Yep, that's it. That's no, it. I actually <laughs> didn't go further than that. No idea what he does. But at the time, he was worth $150 million. Oh, in 1912? Yeah. Uh, equivalent now to $3.5 billion-ish. Wow, that's incredibly wealthy. So he's basically like ye olde Jeffrey Bezos. Well, Jeffrey Bezos is worth like $100 billion. All right. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> this straight. Maybe this guy would have been if he hadn't died. Oh, that's true. Did he die young? Uh, he he died on the Titanic. I don't know how old he was. Uh, are you going to talk shit about facts yep. to me? I'm not even know how old John Astor was. <laughs> it's not about the his history. It's about the fun parts, like that he died. His death. <laughs> <laughs> and his body was recovered, which not all of them were. And in his pocket... He had the equivalent of 60 grand just in cash. 
Well, he definitely was at the poker tables that night. <laughs> Living the dream until it was all over. Yeah, he had the best time for the first part of that trip. Yeah, and then one of the worst times. Yeah, probably his <laughs> worst time. Potentially. A few other fun things. There was one survivor of the Titanic called Violet Constance Jessup. Uh, she was an Irish-Argentinian uh, cruise liner stewardess, so she was working, and she should potentially have reconsidered her profession. Prior to the Titanic sinking, or I guess sailing and then sinking, she served on the Olympic, which collided with another ship in 1911 and almost sank. And then she moved to the Titanic, which sank. She survived. And then afterwards, she was serving as a nurse on a Red Cross ship, the Britannic, in the First World War that was sunk in 1916 when it collided with a mine. And she was rescued from that, uh, although suffered a significant skull injury. Uh, So she was like the luckiest or the unluckiest, luckiest person. Yeah, she's wow. She should have bought a lottery ticket and stayed home. Yeah, and stayed home. I think that's the key part there. She should have stopped getting on boats. <laughs> so you've also just ticked off my next interesting Titanic tidbit, which is that both the Olympic and the Britannic are the Titanic sister ships, and they were built at the same time to oh, save on costs. I thought that might have been the case, but I wasn't sure. So they were actually built by the same people, and they were genuine In the same ships. place at the same time. They are sister ships. So They're yeah, not, the Britannic... Well, like you said, the Britannic sunk after hitting a mine... The Olympic did crush another ship to death. <laughs> uh, the Olympic was actually used as a troop transport during World War One, So it's a cruise liner designed, right? And they use it as a troop transport. Yeah. They actually opened fire on a German U-boat. The, the cruise ship? Is, yeah. They just, they just unloaded rifles and a couple of... <laughs> they had a couple of bigger guns on the deck at this U-boat. And then uh, it survived the war and lived out its life until the Depression where it was scrapped to give people something to do they weren't the same size though were they They were smaller yeah yeah yeah. they were but the design and the shape and where they were built and everything was was pretty much the same because the titanic was the biggest ship at the, at the time yeah 269 meters long um yeah and I, I thought that maybe to like boost the sunken ship's ego it would still be in like the list of top 50 biggest ships or something nah not even close well, there's this unbelievable picture of the Titanic superimposed onto a picture of the current world's biggest cruise liner. And oh, it looks the like symphony a, a of dinghy. the seas? It just looks like a little dinghy. It's pathetic. <laughs> really? Yeah, what's well, yeah. that? The, the Royal Caribbean Symphony of the Seas, which is like 361 yeah. meters long or something stupid. Well, also much wider and much taller. So yeah. the Titanic looks like a little twig. A little in, baby boat. Yeah, Lego. Why don't you make a symphony of the seas? Just a 50-meter-long Lego. Fill your whole living room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, Another fun thing, uh, our mate Leo uh, and his mate, James Cameron. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, friend of the podcast? Friend of the podcast, welcome anytime. (laughs) Uh, James Cameron, not interested. They didn't make the first movie about, about the Titanic, oddly enough. Oh, there was another movie. There are 18 movies. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, That are either solely about the Titanic or at least involve the Titanic. The last one on the list was like Holmes and Watson, like that crap Will Ferrell movie that I think loosely involves the Titanic. So I didn't count that. Um, Fair enough. But the first one was filmed. uh, It was called Saved from the Titanic. 
filmed by actress Dorothy Gibson, who survived the sinking. She was on the boat. She got wow. back got back to port after being rescued, filmed and released Saved from the Titanic a month later. <laughs> wow, she was quick to, to jump <laughs> on that opportunity, wasn't she? Got to capitalize on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I thought that I'd found a copy of it on YouTube to watch, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" Uh, but it, it was it was wrong. Uh, all every copy of that actual movie were lost in a studio fire at some point, which is very sad. Ah, oh, that sucks. I can't imagine it was that good, to be honest. Really, movies didn't really get good till the eighties. That's going to annoy a lot of people, but it's true. It's true. They were crap. It was a silent yep. black and white film. Like, <laughs> I want a score. Uh, what? You- a score. I want like Hans Zimmer. <laughs> I was about to give you like six out of ten. Is that what you were after? Six out of ten. <laughs> That's how we're is doing what, so far. <laughs> is that by personal score that you've just given me? <laughs> yeah, as a person, six out of ten. My last funny, I was trying to find the most obscure facts that I could. Uh, Roger Brickaux, Brickaux, he was French. He was a cello player on board. One of the guys, you know how they like, they just played until... Basically, they went underwater to try and keep people calm. He was yeah, one of those guys. Yeah, that's a story, right? Yeah, and I think it's in 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 the one movie that everyone's seen, not the other seventeen. <laughs> not the other seventeen. <laughs> uh, he died, obviously, uh, but he wasn't officially declared dead until two thousand. Well, they like weren't sure he was there. Uh, I think I think it's probably like a, a clerical error or something. He was labeled a deserter by the French army when he failed to turn up to serve in World War One. <laughs> Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> so rude. Oh, Poor Rog. He's, he's sitting at the bottom of the ocean just stewing. <laughs> goddamn French army. I'm leaving it at that. Good ending. Strong yeah. ending. Have you got anything fun to tell me? Uh, you know what? I did have one more thing and I was thinking about not saying it because it's not a fun thing to end on, but it is interesting. Ah, finish it. The night that the Titanic sunk, they, they were all died. <laughs> yep, everyone died. <laughs> they were supposed to do a lifeboat drill, but oh. the captain cancelled it. He sounds like an asshole. Oh, he would. He he was drunk, right? That was the oh really part of the issue. Yeah, I think he'd been he'd been drinking. No, oh, they all had. They're on the greatest and most safest boat in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they were supposed to do a drill. So imagine if they'd done that drill, they probably would have saved a lot more people. Yeah, that sounds like everyone just did a terrible job all the way around. I mean, like you said, they were all piss drunk as well, I'm sure. <laughs> Living the dream. Oh, and yeah. real dirty. Oh, there was like no baths, showers? <laughs> Nailed it. Great job. In third class, so the plebs, there were 700 passengers and they, you know, you think shared bathrooms at hostels are bad? They had two bathtubs between 700 people. <laughs> oh my God. So they just, I just wouldn't bathe. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's not worth it, is it? I know. Like, you could probably maybe fit, like, four people in a bathtub at a stretch. And you've got to get through 700. Yeah, that's, that's a long-ass time. It's a, a five-minute bath. If you're at the bottom, the last person in the queue, you're waiting weeks. Weeks. Didn't question my four people in a bathtub. <laughs> well, I maybe bathtubs were bigger back People were smaller back then. <laughs> Let's all just get on in here. Scrub-a-dub-dub. There's only two. They've got to do what they can. It was a totally logical thing that you said. I agreed immediately. <laughs> I imagine that's a, a a lengthy scene in the movie. <laughs> One of the movies. It's just DiCaprio and three extras in a bathtub for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me scrub you like one of my French ladies. 
Yeah, there must be in the extras. I don't remember that bit. <laughs> oh, there, see, it wasn't so sad. We ended on a good uh, note. Yeah, that's a good note. All right. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Deary me. <laughs> You're just going to have to move on. I'll catch up. So, excitingly, Rob, we're actually launching a brand new segment. No way. Intelligent Chat Show. Yep. Oh, my God. Never have... before heard. Our brand new segment is the Unintelligent Chat Show Upward Tweeting. Ooh. Patent pending. Trademark. trademark. Uh, private. Lock it down. Can't, can't use it. <laughs> private. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> high school. Padlock. Turn the... That's no entry. Jinx. Yeah, good. <laughs> so, we will be badly tweeting at... Guests who we believe are way above our status as a podcast in the hopes that at the very least they acknowledge us in some Mm -hmm. way. But Mm -hmm. best case scenario, we end up with a guest who is upwards of us, hence upward tweeting. You've starred on TV. You've performed in arenas. You've acted alongside Simon Pegg, Martin Freeman, and you've even been on Doctor Who. The last thing left on your list of what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, sp- I spelt it wrong in the message. Of typo. <laughs> that really... I got to the same point as you read really through that. <laughs> really cool, me short. <laughs> it's still cool. Oh, it's, it's still a great segment. The last thing left on your list of acqui comments. <laughs> The last achievements. Thing. Yeah, I know. Lloyd. It was for the people at home who don't know what acquiescence means. Ooh, this is going poorly. The last thing left on your list of achievements is to make a very free guest appearance on an unheard of amateur production podcast. Phenomenal intro. Uh, so you, you you've you've done this. You've kicked us off, Lloyd. Yep. I, I used that very script, and I tweeted at the one and only, the long-haired, the balding, the very funny Bill Bailey. Oh, major hero. Musical and comedy. A- actually, and, you know, visage looks. Icon. He's an icon. Indeed. Uh, t- what did you hit him with, apart from that wonderful script? That's what I said. What? I used the script, and I said, you should come on the podcast. It, I thought tw- that'll fat that'll fat that'll fit in a tweet. Yep. Oh, uh, oh, ha- how'd it go? Didn't hear anything. Ah, shit. Yeah. Oh well. This week, Rob, I learnt and read about the Roman Emperor Caligula mm. and how he marched his army into the seas to battle Neptune and steal seashells. I have so many questions. There's no questions at this time. <laughs> All right. So, Caligula yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, was the, tell me more. Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you some background before we dive into the the nitty gritty of the fact. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Caligula was Emperor of Rome from 37 to 41 Common Era. A lot of people have probably heard of him because he is famously an insane man, mm. like crazy, dangerous, violent, deranged awful person oh excellent and i actually look so he was emperor of rome for four years and that seemed kind of short to me because yeah. 
emperors tend to have all the power. So the average Roman emperor, and where I read this said that eight years, which is the average length the Roman emperor reigned for, mm-hmm. was really short because most of them either died in battle or assassinated. Some most emperors, of them? Some emperors went for 20 years and had a great reign, but yeah, okay. so many of them met a sticky end because it's just a violent time. So <laughs> Caligula only- A sticky yeah. end? Yeah, blood sticky. That's a saying. <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> so Caligula only being there for four years is kind of a testament to how much everyone ended up hating him. So there's a few theories on why Caligula told his army to march into the sea and collect seashells. It's fairly widely accepted that he did it, but mm-hmm. there's some conversation around the whys. So there's a few theories on why he did this, but mm-hmm. I think to better understand the theories, and, and I've got one that I think is correct, I think I want to talk about Caligula a little bit and some of the just weird fucking shit he did. Yeah, he sounds like a bit of a crazy dude nah, from yeah. what I read. Got a little. Well, actually, it sounded like he started as like a benevolent ruler for like the first six months, and then it was just all downhill from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first six months, he was super charming. He gave food to citizens. He cut taxes. He paid the soldiers more. He held a bunch of events of like chariot racing that got everyone excited, and he seemed like a really good dude. Then he got super sick, nearly died in thirty-seven AD, mm-hmm. and when he got better, when he got better, his behavior had complete he was a totally different person so there's some debate about whether the sickness ruined his brain or whether nearly dying just made him change his personality and think like i just need to do whatever i want to do because who knows what's what's going to happen because he had quite a traumatic childhood he he probably was physically sexually and mentally abused as a child living in this weird culty island yeah he Um, was like shut off with his his father or uncle or something for yeah tiberius great name strong name Mm. terrible person apparently (laughs) yeah yeah so it's hard to know whether the sickness made him sick or the sickness um brought about what was already in him Mm -hmm. it's impossible to tell but Mm -hmm. what we do know is that after he got better he became one of the most evil, twisted people to ever have existed. So Damn. he tortured prisoners. So regular people who'd, who'd been arrested for, for any number of crimes didn't need to be tortured. He would ask for them to be tortured. And if anyone was set to be tortured, he set up a viewing chamber so oh. that he could watch. And then he would call out requests to the torturer oh. that he wanted to see. Oh, gross. During one religious event... They were supposed to sacrifice a bull. So there's two priests holding down the bull's head. And instead uh-huh. of killing the bull, Caligula took the club and just beat one of the priests to death with it because he just wanted to see what would happen. Oh, yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> he also, during chariot races and big public events, in the middle of the day, he would ask his soldiers to remove all of the awnings and the shade from the crowd so that they would just be sitting in the sun and that he would just sit there and just watch them, like... Watch them suffer. Like, yeah. Like, wow. that's, that's not as evil, but just the fact that he would do that just to watch people be uncomfortable. Yeah, what a he cool He also guy. scalped people in the street who were had a thick head of hair because he was balding and was really self-conscious about it. So he scalped? Did he, like, take their scalp and put it on his scalp? <laughs> you have to imagine he did at least once. I have to assume. Wow. But I think what I took from this, because there's the stereotypes and, and, like, what you know about Khalid, you think, like, he's just an evil, crazy guy. Mm-hmm. But- 
what I took from this is that he was really smart. Like he wasn't just like dumb, oh. evil. Like he was really calculated. One funny thing he did is he built a bridge between Puteoli and Beai. I don't wow. know how to pronounce either of those places. I was your local pronunciation knowledge is amazing. It's not great. Uh, no, uh, I, so, I don't reckon he did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a straight I'm up. I'm pretty sure he did. No, it's a straight so up myth. Straight well, up I'm myth. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he did it. Based on what facts, Lloyd? I am, yes. I'm, I'm against everything you're saying. No, that's not true. <laughs> well, I think well, I thought I. Me, where did you? Uh... I thought I read that. So a lot of the the stuff that we inverted commas know about Caligula, and in fact, a lot of Roman emperors in that time came from uh, one historian, uh, Suetonius or whatever his name was. Uh, and uh, I will admit that uh, I. Uh, wasn't really into the whole bridge thing, so I didn't write anything down about it. But I remember reading that someone said he did this, but it's unlikely that he, in fact, did that. Um, but he did like to take pleasure on barges in that area. Yeah, I heard he, he built some, some massive pleasure barges. Yeah, the story uh, itself is cool, though, so carry on. So I actually read that one of the reasons they know it happened is because it caused a famine in Rome that they have... Damn. Historical recordings of. So the story is that he lined up a bunch of ships yeah. between these two bays, covered them in in like planks and made a road basically, and then mm. just rode up and down this road on his horse. And he used so many ships that they he was taking them out of general shipping traffic. So grain and, <laughs> and stuff wheat out couldn't that, be delivered. Out of, they should make a really thrilling movie about those logistics, Lloyd. Oh man, it would have been nuts to see those reports. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's so gone that and, was he's gone and broken down all trade and supply just so he could ride around on the water. Yeah, so that was cited as evidence that there was his famine, and they could link it to this. The reason was someone once said to his grandfather that Caligula has as much chance of becoming emperor as he does riding a horse across the Gulf of Baiae. So he couldn't become emperor, so he rode across the Gulf. Well, he was emperor, so he to prove that he could do it, he then built the bridge to be like, fuck you, I'm Caligula, do what I want. Yeah, damn. Okay, yeah, that's cool, cool, cool. Uh, so he was he was so disliked by the end of his reign. I mean, feared, hated, just the worst despot in, in history. It was actually his the, the captain of his Praetorian Guard that arranged mm. his assassination, which... Yeah, it wasn't just I like did a, ev- everyone in on it. They were like, ooh, we got to kill this guy. Yeah, it was a bunch of um, Praetorian Guard members. The senators, like, shared information. And that I did some reading on the Praetorian Guard, and they're, like, the emperor's household guard. So ooh. they're kind of, like, his secret service. Yeah. These are the guys who are trained and picked for their loyalty to the emperor, their loyalty to Rome, their training, their ability to turn off emotions. And even for them, it got to the point where they could kill their emperor. So I think... Mm. That kind of says a lot about it. That he was one went. crazy motherfucker. But <laughs> once once they killed him, it was Cassius Chiera, Chiera, um, <laughs> was the Praetorian officer. I could just have you read Roman and Latin to me all day. <laughs> oh, my God. It would give me such a headache. <laughs> the new emperor was Claudius, who was mm. picked by the Praetorian guard, actually had them executed. Oh, for assassinating so think- the previous emperor? Yeah, so I think, again, that tells you, like, how important loyalty is to the Praetorian Guard. So even though the whole empire was like, look, you guys were right, 
But technically, you can't just go around stabbing emperors <laughs> when you feel like it. Oh, come on. Yeah, damn. Yeah, we're circling back to Pisa- oh, Neptune. Sorry, Neptune. Neptune, yep. We have a bit of backstory. Okay, so there's a, there's a couple theories. The most popular one among non-academics that's just spread virally is that he was just insane and, like, just did crazy stuff, like telling his soldiers to pick up shells. But one of Caligula's big goals mm. as emperor was to invade Britain. It yes. was like the ultimate hadn't, yeah, hadn't wilderness. Yeah. His father had tried and failed. The the um, legions had refused. Mm. Just because it was such a wilderness, they weren't sure that there was any treasure there. The dirt didn't seem to grow stuff, and it was just hostile. So Everything kind, was hostile. Kind of like today. yes like south london (laughs) so the theory that i accepted because i'm an academic and my opinion means a lot having read about his life a little bit and that he wasn't just batshit crazy but a little calculated Mm -hmm. the theory i read that kind of stuck with me was that it was a way of punishing the legions yeah i read this Um, too yeah so they refused to invade for his father and i heard it was less documented that they refused to invade for him, but I did read that he was maybe getting revenge for his father. So the legions are like the greatest fighting force the world's ever seen. Possibly oh, yeah. since up to now, still like the most organized, incredible ground fighting force ever. Mm. They're so proud. They're paid well. They're fed well. They're a symbol of Roman strength. And the soldiers are career soldiers. They love oh, yeah. being in the Roman army. So forcing them to collect shells as a bounty of war then parade down the streets of Rome with chests full of shells as if you've just conquered another land and you're coming back as heroes. It was just like a big, fuck you, I'm in control. Because they make you guys look like little kids. Because they refused to to invade. Yeah, Yeah, it's as good as as you can get. Yeah, exactly. You're not the great Roman legions. All you do is collect shells and I'm going to show the whole city of Rome that that's all you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why they stabbed him right in his face. Yeah, yep, a bunch of times. <laughs> he yeah, he didn't sound like a good dude. No, really, really. I mean, there was a lot of um, killing oh. senators who disagreed with. He set up orgies, uh, like not non nothing was consensual. He impregnated Ooh. both his sisters. I think he had sexual relationship I, I with also, his sisters. I think I'm I'm on the side of that's a bit of a myth. I don't think I think that's a a, a rumor. That uh, Suton- I believe it. Suetonius embellished. Ah, fuck you, rumor mill, Rob. I believe it all. <laughs> it's all true. He was a terrible person. Yeah, yeah I think. I think regardless, splitting myth from from fact, he was a really evil, bad dude. Yeah, definitely. Didn't even didn't live up to his namesake at all. Oh, you have some namesake history. I didn't. So oh, you didn't see this. Uh, no. So his name is Caligula. Uh, when he was a kid, he went on some campaigns with his father um where he wore like uh, legionnaires footwear which is called uh caligae or something similar so he was a kid at this point but he was wearing like you know grown soldiers footwear uh so everyone started calling him caligula which roughly translates to little boots or booties (laughs) (laughs) so booties was doing all this evil stuff yeah right doesn't sound little boots he should be a nice guy oh that's that's amazing yeah i have a few more fun facts to end on fun facts he, about a psycho yeah he loved his horse his horse was like his favorite thing in the world can you he please pronounce him, the horse's name 
I don't even have the horse's <laughs> name. Oh, oh, I'll do it then. Uh, ooh, all right. Incitatus. Incitatus. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he loved this horse. He built the horse a marble stable. Oh, damn. And, and it was like the best food. Everything was um, the highest quality you could get. It was eating better than, than the slaves and the people who worked in and around the, the Roman Senate. It was treated phenomenally well. He also, before he died, he wasn't able to do this before he died, but he mm. wanted to make his horse a member of the consulate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a super high rank, right? And he was like, yeah. being like, I'm going to promote my horse instead of you fuckers. Yeah. Yeah, good. Yeah, he loved that um, horse. I have one more Caligula fact, and then I have two quotes from Caligula himself, although oh. you'll probably claim that they're myth. <laughs> he didn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's a <laughs> Roman Empire conspiracy theory. Yeah. Massive myth. You, you've been living in America too long, Lloyd, believing yeah. this bullshit. Uh, all right, uh, hit, hit me. Hit me with all of it. I want to hear it. So, last fact is that he banned anyone from talking about goats around him. <laughs> what? It gets funnier. Good. Apparently, he looked a little bit like a goat. and He got bullied as a kid, so he was insecure oh, about it. Poor Caligula. Yeah, he was. I saw a couple of references to how ugly he was. Oh, really? Which couldn't have couldn't have helped his mental state. Um, uh, all right, two quotes. So, so sorry. So no one could bring goats near him. I assume they'd, Hated probably, goats. they'd, they'd yeah. get their faces eaten off or something if they did that. Yeah, they'd carve them off and wear them or something. <laughs> Classic Caligula. So his first quote was apparently during a big public event when mm. people were cheering for his political opposition. Oh. He said, would that the Roman people had but one neck, which I thought was kind of telling, in that oh, he wishes he could hang them all at once. Yeah. That is efficient. I'm I'm a fan of that. Efficiency is. Yeah. Oh. He, he knows what he wants. He's yeah. a man of principle. Good. His last quote I thought was, was really good. Um, good insight into how he thought of himself. Mm. <clears throat> he said, I have existed from the morning of the world, and I shall exist until the last star falls from the night. Although I have taken the form of Gaius Caligula, I am all men as I am no man, and therefore I am a god. Oh. Ooh, it's a pretty fire quote. Yeah, except until he gets stabbed in the face. Yeah, look, he did die. He wasn't that godly. But yeah, that's a really well written sentence. Yeah, yeah. He thought he was a god and everyone was like, come on, yeah. mate. Um, he even, um, so the emperor before him had allowed other religions to practice. And Caligula, oh. he wasn't necessarily persecuting particular people. So hmm. he didn't like crack down on, on Jewish people in the Roman Empire or anything. Mm -hmm. But he did take down their statues in their churches and put up statues of himself. <laughs> Fair enough. He's, he's the boss. Yeah, he's, I'm, he's the, I'm he's the, the captain now. Yeah. <laughs> he's the goat. Greatest of all time. Oh, Caligula's going to get you for that. <laughs> oh, no. You wouldn't get like a Roman baker being like, I am all men as I am no man. He would be like, you want some bread? <laughs> That does sound like a Roman. Your Roman baker pronunciation is better than your Roman emperor. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, Imagine so, if I had dropped, do you want bread in Latin? Though? God, that would have been good. That would have been good. I'd have had no idea. I would have been into it, though. Um, I, went, um, I went obscure on this as well, again, because I figured you were going to cover the key points. Hit me. So uh, I, was, I was obviously looking at countless movies about the Titanic, uh, 
there are a few movies about Caligula. Like you say, he's, he's relatively well-known crazy guy. In 1979, there was a movie just called Caligula, directed by Tinto Brass, which is another crushingly good name, starring Malcolm McDowell, who I didn't know the name, but I looked him up. Pretty famous. He's been in like A Clockwork Orange. He's a villain in Death Race. He's in Easy A. He's like a very villainous looking guy. And this movie is still banned to this day in Canada and Iceland and a few other places around the world. Oh, is it very Caligula-esque? Oh, yeah. So apparently this is in this. Mind you, this is in 1979. So this is a long time ago. Apparently it was has like normal movie segments, scenes with like regular actors like Malcolm McDowell. Uh <laughs> Just like interspersed with a bunch of straight porn. <laughs> just, just like the most dirty, raunchiest segments in this movie. Uh, so I've added it to my um, to my to watch list. <laughs> nice Friday night, glass of wine, date night. Yeah, check this out. Uh, so I thought that was great that there's just like a dirty porno about it. It's probably you would have loved that. You yeah, would have loved that. It would have. It's fitting. Yeah. Um, and then I was like. What other crazy things are Roman? Oh, so apparently, I didn't know this before I read it, but people blame or, or hold the, the Romans to account for the Nazi salute, you know, the good old fingers up kind of thing. Apparently, interesting. It, it's like common belief that that's a Roman thing that was adapted by the Nazis. But it turns out it's probably just based on a painting from 1784 by Jacques-Louis David, called The mm. Oath of the Horati, uh, which depicts like some Roman legionaries pledging to some emperor or king or something in a similar manner. They're all pledging like that. It's just like that one painting and it caught on. <laughs> so unlucky. <laughs> just like blamed for this. It's, uh, it's so damn interesting again. I know. I will learn it so much. <laughs> they don't teach you this shit in school. No, they teach us the anatomy of a leaf and the nucleus, the powerhouse of the cell. It's bullshit. I've never had to use that. Are you holding? Sounds like you're holding a grudge, Lloyd. You, you had that ready to go. Yeah, school was really good. Loved school, learned a lot, had a ton of fun. <laughs> Didn't we all? Good. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much for joining us on uh, the Unintelligent Chat Show podcast. I always forget where we can be reached. So, Lloyd. If you want to get in touch with us with, as always, your complaints, you only can complaints. reach us. Complaints only. Keep your positive feedback to yourself. If I have to mm. say that one more time, honestly. Every week, actually, you might have to say that. Yeah, maybe. We just keep getting, like, literally dozens of messages about how amazing we are. <laughs> Stop it. No, not one yet, just so you know. Oh. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at the UCS pod, or you can email us at the UCS podcast at gmail.com. Well, until next week, have uh, have it good. <laughs> have a good, everyone. Cheerio. <laughs> Bye.